day five of our fantastic Disney vacation. A little tired, but we're sticking it out. And uh, today, Kelly and Emmy are back. I'm here with Aaron. Hello. <laughs> and the kids want to tell us all about Phineas and Ferb's World Showcase Fantastic Adventure. Go ahead. All right, number one for all the grown-ups out there, um, such as my dad, you would probably like the drink when um, <clears throat> all the kids are running around. So basically for the kids, um, you go to this stand and you get what's called a F-O-N-E, a phone, and <clears throat> you get to go to basically all the countries, and it's only in Epcot that you do the Phineas and Ferb. So you go to the stand, get a phone, and then you get to choose one of them. Every single one has, like, these different ones. Like, say if you go to China for this one stand, and then you go back to the next day into another stand, it's going to be a lot different. <clears throat> so basically every single country has six different ways of doing it. You go to this place, and then if you like being a detective or a spy or something, then... This is the way to go. So you start out, Dr. Doofenshmirtz did something. Yeah, he like makes like this toy eliminator or something like that. <clears throat> and you're trying to find him, and the phone tells you to go to such and such location. Yeah. And you do something. And like, if it was around the entire Epcot park, it would have been like, go to the ball, you'll see a star in the air or something, and then... You go there, and then you press the OK button in the center, and then something happens. <clears throat> and, um... They give you clues. Yeah, they basically give you clues about, um, where to go, and then there's and then two people. There's right? two people, uh, the <clears throat> two other spies, the, um, dude that has a mustache and Carl. And so, you're trying to help Agent P get out of like his cage because they're always on a vacation somewhere and with Phineas and Ferb and the family they're all in there too you go around the area you search for clues and you press the ok button and <clears throat> something happens and it gives you like a clue after you're done you can after you're done with the thing there's either this Barrel or treasure chest or whatever you want. Drop or, off point. <clears throat> drop off point, whatever it is. And then no go back to the station if you want to do it again, go to another thing. But if you want to keep going, it says <clears throat> you want to go to China, you want to go to Norway, and then so on. But <clears throat> So you can do it all day. Yeah, you can do it all day, but it's not going to last too long. So the same phone, you can do every single... Yeah, basically at the end, yes. like, you have one more mission to do. <laughs> okay, Dr. Duke <laughs> How long does each of these missions take? 30-something minutes 30-something minutes, alright Emmy, what do you think about it? Is it lots of fun? Yes And, like You go to the place and they tell you What letter do you want for Like, that represents your family You can, like, pick one from the alphabet Oh, yeah And yeah, that's, letters. uh that's gonna be your name if you're like, if your last, if your last name is like, uh, Z? uh, Z, then you're gonna be called Agent Z. Oh, that's neat. So, would you say that it's, uh, would you say that it's lots of fun for kids from Lots of kids from ages, uh, probably around like seven 
Um, seven and up. Seven and up. So even even at twelve, you're you're a Phineas and Ferb fan. Hate the show. Good, good game. Good game. <laughs> All right, Aaron, what are you doing while the kids are out playing Phineas and Ferb? Hiding in the rose and crown. <laughs> Ch- <laughs> drinking uh, bass ales and duping schmerz. <laughs> Don't forget those Dutch Frankies. Um, anyway, yeah, no, it was a good thing because. Uh, my kids are old enough that I can let them go, and they went with uh, my brother Rob, and the three of them went running around for an hour or so, and I just got to uh, sit on park benches, listen to music, and, and uh, drink beer and different drinks, and you know, look at stuff that I'd maybe like to purchase, but to realize it was way overpriced, <laughs> but enjoyed the mo- uh, momentary dream of owning it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got to look and see all that. Got the people watch. Saw a nice, a lot of nice long young ladies today. <laughs> so and realized how old I am. Um, so it, it, that little game was good because it gave uh, parents time to, to get away. Um, the other thing we did was um, we did test track again. Uh, did it late last night and then we did it again this morning. Oh yeah, did it twice. Oh, oh, that's nice. Yeah, it, it was it was it was good. Um, Danny could uh, elaborate because he was on my team. I think we made the world's worst car. We did. We have, but sucked. the guy at the, that helped us had a lot to do with that. He picked our wheels all of a sudden, and the next thing you knew, we had seven seconds to decide. Like he changed our wheels. He gave us those funky wheels. I mean, we we were we were well on our way to having a better car. I'd say until. Uh, the little helper guy came along and screwed it up. Yeah, my, my wife and son's car, I think, won everything. <laughs> came in first place. We but, came in Mother Commodi's car. So you got to come and in life. and design a car. They taught you, what, four things? Mm-hmm. They taught you uh, four components of car design, and you had to get different percentages on each one, from power to economy to... Uh, capability and efficiency, uh, power, ro- was it responsiveness? Responsiveness. Um, capability, that was the other one. And so did y'all really care about designing your own cars? Did I? It was fun when I thought that uh, it was going to have some effect on the actual ride or something to do with the ride. Mm-hmm. It seems like after the ride, I realized that. It really had nothing to do with it, and they just compared numerical numbered ratings that you would get based on what your combination of the four was, mm-hmm. and then based on that number, you would get ranked, and you would like win like a imaginary race or an imaginary contest who had the best design. So that part of it was kind of a letdown. The ride itself had been upgraded. I thought it was... Oh, the ride itself was much better, mm-hmm. except I did feel it was kind of like... Yeah, and I know that it's it's kind of something I've heard said, but riding it, it, it's definitely true. It felt like you were riding like if they did Tron the ride. That's what it was like. It was like yeah, you were in a computer simulated world. Like there's that part there where you're driving along, and they they had that effect that was in the original test track where you turn a corner and a truck is there. And, and it kind of spooks you. Or was a train in the first one? Yeah, it was a truck. truck. Yeah. It was a truck. It was eighteen wheel truck. It didn't have the same effect this time around because you're in the digital world. You're like, why is there a truck? 
in digital world land. Right, like, everything was like everything now uh, went from like a realistic test area that they had at the General Motors ride to more of a dark blue lit blue light. Virtual reality yeah, with kinda. fluorescent bulbs everywhere and mm-hmm. neon lights, um, you know, artificial lightning bolts and all these little like light effects, and it reminded me of uh, cheap haunted houses like the haunted house at Pontchartrain Beach, which was just a dark blue lit thing. Yeah, your hands glued, and it was kind of like that. That the only perk, I guess, was going around outside. Yeah, was a hell of a lot faster. It, it was. was kind of exciting. And, and the, the part where you kind of lose control of the car, kind of thing, where that effect. I, I think the the rideability of the cars definitely improved. It was much much better. But as far as the overall theming, I, you know, I thought they could have. You either commit and you go full all out Tron, <laughs> or you go, you know, or you or you go ahead and you do the, uh, you know, you just update the ride a little bit. You, you still you make it feel like you're on an actual road. I, I'm not in for all the hey, you're designing the car of the future and you're riding in the computer simulated world I'll kind of thing. You. That wasn't my uh, that wasn't my my favorite part of the ride. I mean, it was kind of cool. Like afterwards, that they let you look at your imaginary car and the, and compose a commercial for your imaginary car and all the other kind of stuff. And that that had, it, it was cute. Once I, I can't imagine doing that again and again. I mean, no, it'll last for about a week. Even designing the car, I, I could care less. I, I, you know, I would just scoot right through that. I could care less about doing that. Well, they don't give you any tips. They don't tell you no. how to increase this, how to decrease that. You, 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 you know, you do it by trial and error, but they give you like 28 seconds to do it all. So you're kind of like an NFL quarterback trying to get the playoff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the, it, it, it's rushed. Um, and, uh, you know, from that standpoint, you weren't able to really, you don't really get time to create what you want. You'd probably have to go on it 15 or 20 times to figure it out enough yeah. that you could actually do something that you you know would actually be uh, think was good. So from that standpoint, I didn't think it was that great. Um, and it was well, it was a long wait. It was oh, yeah. a, it, it was a long long wait to get on that thing. And uh, it went from not that it matters, but just for those out there with the. Uh, facts about the rod. It went from being a General Motors rod, a GM rod where they had all the different GMs to now it's just Chevy. So, yeah. And that was one thing I noticed that had changed as well. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. I didn't even notice that. Yeah, you don't have the you don't have the Buicks and the Cadillacs mm-hmm. that you used to have. You used to have those like Cadillac STS, those little coupes, those square boxy cars that are sporty looking. Mm-hmm. You could get in and check out some cars. You know, and really the only cool car that was available to check out, um, I think, was a Camaro. Mm-hmm. The rest of them, like the Corvettes and everything, they were behind a cage. You couldn't even go see them. So. And that just seems so out of place after just looking at nothing but Car of the Future. Car of the, I mean, it's like, I could see wanting to get in and check out one of the real, you know, nice new real car from, from Chevy or whatever, if you rode an actual real car. But you're not. Right. You're riding imaginary cars, and you're like... You walk out and they oh, here's all these real cars. Check them out. Right, and, and like you said, I mean, that's that was another kind of thing that really didn't go and, and, and it could be improved on. Um, with the Corvette, going back to the Corvette, what they did was they put last year's Corvette model with this 
this upcoming model, which is a total change in design and body style. It's a lower profile. And they went back to calling it a Corvette Stingray. So now you can get a you know, Stingray again. And it showed the evolution of a car's body from one model to another. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of the purpose of this whole design thing and changes. But that was behind, like, a friggin' barbed wire cage with Nazi SS officers <laughs> with machine guns. So you couldn't actually put your hands on it. Um, and like Danny said, the rest of the cars that were out there were like a, a Malibu GS piece <laughs> of crap. You know, and, uh, a, a, you know, a, no offense to anybody that's got a Malibu GS because uh, my brother had one. So that's why I harped on that one because I saw it in there. Uh-huh. But, you know, the average pickup truck, big friggin' deal. Who wants to get in that? You know, mm-hmm. getting that every day. And, you know, um, there was no cool cars. So from that standpoint, it kind of it kind of sucked too. At least when it was GM, you know, you had the Chevys, you had you had the Camaros, you had the Cadillacs, you had uh, some of the Buick models and a few different things like that. You had Hummer that was in there, and that's no longer in there. Mm-hmm. There was different cars that you've never been in yeah. that you could at least get in and look around. And you can't do that now. No, you're right. Absolutely right. Another thing about it that I kind of um. I kind of looked at it and I was trying to figure out exactly where they were going with this was the whole um, the, the, the whole the showroom area like before it was like you're you're in here to test try a car we want to test out the brakes we want to test out the you know they, they you know you had crash test dummies everywhere they were showing impact tests they were testing the the, the what you call it the, the hot the cold all that. There is nothing leading into a story of that ride whatsoever that tells you what you're doing there, what the purpose is. You know, you just you show up and they're like, okay, here you are, design your car. And it's like, oh really? I mean, you walk around like these futuristic looking cars that you're trying to figure out what the hell they are. They look like Transformers to me. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that was the other thing I kind of felt it, it lost a little bit of... Um, a luster uh, in the pre-show area as well as the other, but riding around track and did it go faster than the last one did? I don't know, uh, like officially if it did because I never saw any data on it. Um, the last it one said sure it was felt going. like it did. It d- it did to it, me as well. It, it definitely felt like it did, and um, I don't know what that you know what that means. And I didn't look <coughs> to see if there was a. Uh, Speedometer on the wall, which I'm sure there probably was. It was like hovering over, and I think it got up to about 70. I want to say. Yeah, I was going to say in the past, it it only got up to like 60, 63 or something. I I think that's about right. I think we were at 60. I think this one creeped a little closer to 70. I might be wrong, but. Uh, Pretty close. Uh, Kel and M, I wanted to ask y'all something going back to the whole Phineas and Ferb thing. Um, Y'all play Phineas, you know, we're, we're comparing the test track that was before to the test track there is now. Uh-huh. Y'all played uh, both. Possible. Y'all played Kim Possible. Y'all played uh, Phineas and Ferb. Which one, or Agent P, I guess is what it's called. <laughs> what uh, What were the differences? What did y'all like better? How did they compare? Not really many differences, but I think if... Impossible had like a pet and he was a secret agent or something. Like she was. I think it might have been probably the same. So in, in but, the Kim Possible um, game, you said. Kim Possible went in Mexico. We have no idea what happened. But um, I guess what I'm asking you is, is 
were they each like 30 minute missions that happened within one country? Tim Bath was probably a little, bit, a little bit longer, but Phineas and Ferb, it's, it would be short if everybody knew where the heck you, it was supposed to be, but... So, so not and so also in German. Exciting. Not really as exciting, but <clears throat> they did have a little bit of it that was new, like Perry and the um, lamp, um, the rose and crown. I think was old, but <clears throat> it wasn't anything spectacularly similar. <clears throat> so, what do you prefer? Um, I would probably still prefer the Kim Possible. Maybe they should come up with a new show, or maybe inspect another show like Inspector Gadget or whatever it was. <laughs> Do they still do Inspector Gadget? I don't think, but <laughs> I'm actually surprised they even remember that thing. Mm-hmm. Things as old as you. <laughs> That's pretty old. Uh, Em, what about you? <laughs> Which one do you prefer, Kim Possible or Phineas and Ferb? Kim Possible. Kim Possible? Like oh, Kim Possible all the way. You're in my boat. Alright, uh, going back to Test Track real quick. I want to start with Robbo over here. Robbo, you can give some helpful advice to people out there. There's something that people should know that if they want to have their, they want to have their pictures at the end of the ride, there's something that they should know that they should not do. So why don't you tell people what Let you should... Let me give you advice. Don't put your hands and feet... I guess you would say your wind. ass <laughs> hanging out the window with one seat of a car. Or on the window. That's a good way to lose your picture. They, you say? <laughs> they will block your picture if you put your feet on the windshield. <laughs> Luckily, they did not report it. And I mean, I do like the old they? way like it was before. Uh, I thought it was great how they show the impact of the brakes, mm-hmm. the impact of head-on and protection and everything, mm-hmm. this new way stinks. <laughs> Why did they change it? Uh, you know, I think they tried to update it, but I'm with you. I think they kind of lost a little bit of the story of, of what it was supposed to be about. I mean, you, you had the, what, side impact in the old one, hot and cold, mm-hmm. precious, <laughs> in the old, but ain't there no more in the old one. <laughs> Cal M., what do y'all think? Um, what I realized is it's like, they were like, cold simulator It's going to test <clears throat> how this car adapts to the cold and heat. They're like, testing now. The last one, they had cold and hot going on. You can feel it. But this time, all you see is snow going down in the desert and everything. We're like, what the heck? Where's the heat? Mm-hmm. And, um, <clears throat> I think... I'm thinking that they shouldn't have changed it very much. Maybe they should have kept the Chevrolet because that was nice. Probably keep the game because that's just something that wastes time. It's not really a part of the um, ride, but it probably would have never did it because you never know. People can make a, a car that looks like something inappropriate. You never know, but... <clears throat> Um, but thank God they have Optimize. Yeah, they, they do let you optimize your car. Because <laughs> last time that I did it, it looked like a cow's udder. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, uh, one other thing I wanted to touch on real quick is that it's limited time magic. Uh, this week while we're here, that's what their, their special promotion is. M, you've been seeing a lot of these characters. 
tell us what characters are out here that we haven't seen in a while. Which characters are out that, because uh, you, you've been taking a lot of pictures with them. Who's out there that they uh, brought back for this week? Like, uh, they brought out the cat from Pinocchio that really doesn't talk and, uh, his outfit is all ripped up, his gloves are all ripped up, and I... What's his name? Scallywag? I don't really... I, I, <laughs> don't, I don't know his name, really. I'm still young. And, uh, I know who you're talking about. I used to know his name when you took a picture with your fucking son. There's two. Yeah. No, wait, I think it was like Charlie or something. No, I don't Charlie. Think it was Charlie. Cherry. That was in a chocolate factory. <laughs> there's two. Uh, there was two Mayas from Cinderella. One of them was named Susie, and I don't know what the other one's name was. There was a penguin from Mary Poppins, and. Uh, uh, supposedly, uh, Goofy's son, Max. And then I think there was also, when we walked in before, there was Big Al, there was Baloo. Yeah. There was, uh... uh King Louie and the, Smee. Mm-hmm. The cat's name is, like, every cheap hotel room's Bible, Gideon. Oh, yeah, you're right, Gideon. Is that was Gideon? the name of the yeah. cat. That's the official I'm going to say Geppetto. That was, the, uh, that, that was the, uh, Save the Manatees woman in the next room uh, who gave us that information. Thank you for that. Oh, look, did you, the size of those fish in the Epcot Lake, man, jeez. Oh, wow, yeah. That, those that, that lake could have accommodated some manatees, I'm thinking. Your mom, mom and dad's, uh, your mom and dad have the same fish pond in their house. Really? Yeah, just, they're just not quite as big as some of the ones they have in there. What kind of fish would you say that was? I uh, forgot what um, it, it, it's a official gar? name. Why, mahi, mahi. It's a type of carp. Uh, they put them in, in uh, they put them in ponds that have no uh, inflow like a man, and they put them in man-made ponds and whatnot because they they eat vegetation and um, they keep all the, the weeds and algae and stuff from growing so they're kind of like the the cattle of uh, of uh, the water I got put you. them out there to keep the grass low you know there you go. so all right is there any uh, anything we missed? Uh, the only thing wrong is that it's only a 30 minute thing. Well, I have to. Soren. Yeah, Soren. Soren Park. When we want this morning. How you like Soren? It's a good ride. It didn't change a bit. That's what I like about it. (laughs) Did you enjoy the dust particles on the screen? (laughs) (laughs) No, you can clean that with The screen does need a cleaning. Anna and I actually, we rode like, we've never rode the top row. Where you have the highest that you can possibly do. Yeah. It's a better experience. I mean, you wouldn't think of it, but I mean, it, it really is. When you're on the bottom row, it sucks. You're like four feet off the ground. Yeah, you just look down, yeah. you're like, oh, yeah, you could look down when you're up top and you don't see the end of the screen. It's pretty cool. Right. So, yeah, we did that, and uh, that, obviously that hasn't changed. I will say this, though the, uh, the lines, which have always historically been long, have gotten ridiculous, and uh, the speed at which uh, fast passes uh, disappear is ridiculous too. Mm-hmm. I think if you don't get there before one o'clock, there's no way you'll get a fast pass mm-hmm. for the entire park day. Um, yeah, I agree. It is crazy. That and, and test track too. Yeah, it's it's in in 
the the waits are so long, you you piss away half your day uh, standing in line to, to ride something once. So my this advice is, for either one of those rides is to get to the park early, go directly to the ride, and get your fast passes, and then go go wait in line at the shorter of the two. Uh-huh. And this is a value season in, in in January. Oh yeah, I can imagine what it's going to be like during the summer. They told me, somebody told me not long ago that the wait for uh, when they were here in the summer for Soren was two hours and forty five minutes. That's people crazy. were actually waiting for for that long. So I don't know how anybody does that without losing their mind. Yeah, I, I don't either. I mean, how you can spend. Well, it's got to be like what eighty dollars a day by now. How, what do you think it is? Uh, it's got to it's got to at least be sixty. Eighty, 80 to I'd, I'd say eighty to a hundred. I yeah. would think for one day admission, who would spend that much money and spend three hours waiting in line to do a ride that takes all about five minutes? If that, that's insane. That's amateur hour. Yeah. <laughs> As much as I love Disney, I, I couldn't do that. I couldn't come down here in the summer and spend half my time waiting in lines to do things. It's no, that, that's probably something before we close we ought to touch on. I mean, we've been here now uh, every possible time of year. And in the past, when Disney wasn't so overpopular, it's, it's popular. I mean, it was popular back in the 80s and 90s, but it wasn't so explosively popular with vacation clubs and mm-hmm. so many resorts, and they couldn't accommodate all these people. It was still miserable lines and overwhelming heat. I, and I just can't imagine how anybody that has kids these days with the amount of crowds that they have in a value season when it's supposed to be dead, <coughs> I don't know how they can come here when it's double the crowds sit in triple the temperatures mm-hmm. and spend the day at the park like we do. There's no way to spend the day from, you know, from 10 in the morning till 10 at night. Um, there'd be no way you could do it. You'd end up in the damn hospital. I mean, you'd spend the whole day in the sun and in the lines and, and, and by the, time the, the, the only ride you'd be looking for is a freaking Glock and a 9 millimeter bullet, <laughs> you know? And at the end of the day, you come back to the hotel and you spend seven dollars on a sixteen ounce beer. <laughs> Four seventy five. <laughs> ice. Do they have any idea what the prices are in the rest of the world? I mean, you know how how much of a slap in the face this is. Like, yeah, we know we're marking it up more than double what you were. I mean, they're just slapping you in the face with it at this point. It's almost the same uh, price of gas. Couldn't it just go any higher? <laughs> but I mean, it's a, yeah, I mean, it's like, I can go into a bar room and spend two bucks and get a Bud Light. I mean, exactly. and that's overpriced. I mean, seven dollars, I mean, really it's six whatever. Sometimes but I mean, seven dollars to have a beer afterwards. I, mean, I finished off two of these earlier today before we even left. And I turned on and I'm like, well, I just drank $14. <laughs> Less than five minutes I drank $14. Sometimes they three fifty, But $2 ain't bad. Oh, yeah. so you're not three fifty here. No. Cheapest I've seen a Budweiser is like five something. But that's in New Orleans. This is no, here. So that's going to be... Uh, they have no shame on the markups. I mean, they really don't. Um, yeah. Best, best, roof, Alice. best bang for your buck if you're going drinks. 
is uh, you go for the alcohol, go with the booze. I mean, I paid uh, like nine dollars for a uh, a gin martini, which is ninety six proof, and mm-hmm. it was probably eight ounces. And uh, whereas I spend you know seven dollars on a twelve ounce Bud Light, you know, and it takes me six or seven of those to get a buzz. Yeah. So, so you know, I, I could probably get a, a decent buzz off of a one or two martinis and spend a whole hell of a lot less, you know. So, I was talking to Anna the other, like this morning. We went to go eat lunch over at Cusinas. Um, not lunch, a breakfast over at Cusinas, which I love. Uh, Cusinas is one of my favorite. That, that's one of my new favorites to go to, just especially for breakfast. Um... We went down there, we're eating, and I ordered the all-American breakfast, which is scrambled eggs, bacon, toast, uh, hash browns, all that stuff. Coffee. Yeah, they don't do the coffee or anything like that, but then you can get, like, coffee to go with and stuff like that. But it was, like, eleven ninety-nine for that. That's a lot of money. We went to Tutto Italia. I wanted to order a side salad with my meal that wasn't on the dining plan. The price of that side salad, $13. $13 for a simple little salad as an appetizer to a meal. And it wasn't, there wasn't anything in the, like, there wasn't like, you know, anything special. Caviar or, you know, it was lettuce and some kind of cheese or something on it or something like that. And it was just, I saw that it's just, it's just not worth it. It really isn't. I mean, the prices have gotten ridiculous. Just ridiculous. Ridiculous. He got his. He got uh, crab cake appetizer tonight, and it was two uh, tater tot size. Oh crab God, cakes. Yeah. I mean, so it was, looked like you know he got two all right of tater tots, and I was about like, the wow, of, I just got screwed. <laughs> <laughs> it was about the size of a half dollar. I mean, yeah. Anna and I had it as well, and they put some kind of mayonnaise cream sauce over it, which. Took actually took away from the taste, if you ask me. Um, so yeah, they're slowly, um, you know, and I know you and I have talked about this, and it wasn't my intention for the podcast to kind of go this way, but they're slowly just slapping you in the face with the whole, yeah, we really don't care. We're gonna we're gonna grab you by your heels and shake all the change out of your pocket. We're gonna bleed you. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Well, I'll do one thing real quick that kind of adds to it. We were just talking about. When Uncle Danny brought up the fact that when they redid this uh, uh, test track, it was uh, it looked like Tron. It really did look like Tron. Yeah. I didn't even think about that till he said it. And if you really get down to it, they probably it would probably be more beneficial if Chevy did a little Chevy promo, mm-hmm. but made it a Tron ride. And instead of getting in a car. They just redesigned them to be like those motorcycles. Yeah. And then on the side of the building, put uh, line it with you know screen that has another one of the motorcycles running alongside of you. And then at the end, when you curve in, you have to cut him off. Mm-hmm. And and in order to win, right? Or you can die, and they can show you all that so that you know that's your fate if you don't if you don't you know drive your car properly or whatever your motorcycle and. Uh, that would probably be a little bit more of a, of a of a Disney type ride anyway, because it would be geared towards um, technology and everything like that. Still, so it could be an Epcot, and at the same time, it, it falls under a, a Disney themed uh, movie and everything that had to do with technology. I, I, I'm looking at this thing now, going, 
you know, test track used to be about testing cars. It's not anymore. Yeah. And it's more of a theme type of ride now, but it has no theme. It has no no soul. It has no meaning, really. You're testing an imaginary car. Yeah. So, I mean, that's it, it, one that they could update it, it, and, and get some Might as well just change the name of it from Test Drive to Tron Track. That's all I was thinking. Why not, why not bring it on, like Aaron said? That is a Disney movie. You know, I I I, I don't know, so but so is Herbie. If that's the case, if I had to guess, I would say <laughs> since Chevrolet's paying for the ride, Chevrolet probably had a little bit to say on that. Like you know, we want. I just don't understand what about that ride would make anyone want to buy a Chevrolet. <laughs> There's just nothing. It's making me not want to buy one. <laughs> I mean, if they're gonna do that. Why don't they actually put them in a real Chevy and see how many cars sell? Let me ask you this: <clears throat> They're putting characters in a lot of the uh, the attractions now, like so the the seas have Nemo, you know. Like um, I'm trying to think of who else. The, 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 a lot in, of in uh, California, Small World had all the characters. Imagine, well, I'm, I'm, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just kind of thinking about like Epcot. They're trying to put more characters in Epcot. We're thinking Tron with Test Track because it looks like Tron. Yeah. What if they did a Test Track rethemed around the movie Cars? Maybe. What all day? Why couldn't they bring they Cars? They had Cars just like that there. in uh, California. Put it in Hollywood where it belongs with the movies, not at Epcot. No, Epcot. Okay. Now, I mean, my understanding is that Cars Land, like what we saw in California Adventure, is supposed to be coming to. Hollywood Studios, and I'm sure that has a big part to play with why they don't. But that's another uh, that's another improvement I can imagine them making the test track where they could just if they want to add characters to you know like oh that's what I'm thinking of Remy. They took the rat from Ratatouille and they put him in Chef de France. They took the three Cavaleros and they put him into Mexico. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean I wouldn't have been a, a opposed to you know it wasn't like test track was the greatest. Riding the world, and Robo, you didn't ride this, but we got to ride Indiana Jones when we were in uh, Disneyland. I, I wouldn't be opposed to seeing them take that stunt show. That's the exact same show that it was when Sandy and I first saw it when we were in high school. To yeah. give you an idea how long ago that was, I mean, <laughs> you know, take that out of there and and put you know the oh, Indiana right. Jones, uh, yeah, or take the backstage tour. Oh, that's been make that the Indiana Jones you. ride. And then you can still keep How about this? How about this? show to show what stunts are since it's a movie thing because not that I really want it there or want to go see it again, but when I compare it to Beauty and the Beast and the dancing and then the Nemo thing with yeah. the talking and oh. uh, uh, Little Mermaid <laughs> with the stage show. They got all these shows there. But the stunt show actually has a little bit to do with what actually goes on in Hollywood. So from that standpoint, I guess it has a little bit more credibility than, say, Beauty and the Beast and some of those other things, you know? Yeah. And from that standpoint, if they put the ride somewhere, definitely get rid of that backstage thing. Oh, God. Yeah. Sakes. You know, but that's a, that's a really good point because, I mean, you know, little by little, the studios is losing the, its identity. Right. I mean, they're barely hanging on to I mean, any sense of... This is a when it first opened. That was the whole theme of it was this is a working studio where we make movies, and that's what you're coming here for. And little by little, you're kind of losing that identity. Uh, 
You know, American Idol, I don't really know how that fits in there. That's a karaoke contest that they do every so often or whatever. Um, even Aerosmith, I don't know how Aerosmith really fits in there. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, the studios are slowly kind of losing its identity. And then I know it was supposed to be a working studio when they... they like, <laughs> company's supposed to be going in there to film movies, and it just never quite worked out that way. Yeah. All right, well, cool. Well, then we're going to sign off. So, Emmy's half asleep. Emmy, say goodbye. Bye. There we go. Uh, Robo, you want to say goodbye? Bye. <laughs> Cal? Bye. Uh, Bye. Aaron? Bye. And later.